is Mother's Day, and we are about to witness the big Mother's Day moment. We absolutely are, and I, for one, am both nervous and excited. Here we go. It's a beautiful royal blue designer bag that she got at Marshall's for an incredible price. Oh, Priya's done very well. I mean, look at that woven detailing and the Italian leather. Forget about that. Look at Mom's face. We have tears, ladies and gentlemen. Is that good? Oh, that's good. Mom loves it. And I love that Italian leather. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices. Every Every day day at at Marshall's. Carellcast. I am Carell. So very glad you are joining me on this Monday uh, in the middle of April. It's hot here in Vegas, 90 degrees. Well, first I have to, we had a lot to talk about today, so don't go anywhere. Do you suntan your testicles? Okay. This is an important question posed by Fox News last night. Do you suntan your testicles? Uh, on Fox News, I am not making this up. There was a feature on testicle tanning. So we are going to talk about testicle tanning in relation to Tucker Carlson, uh, who appears to want to tan the testicles of every American man that there is, because you will not be a manly man unless your testicles are tan. Uh, So we'll talk about that, because why not? Uh, And then we're going to talk about some social media stuff that I have been seeing, the first being the Tucker Carlson promo. Even USA Today has called it the most homoerotic I mean, I watched that Tucker Carlson promo. I thought I should get some lube. I thought, is Tucker coming out? Uh, For those of you that have not seen it, it's for a a show he's doing on, of all things, the lack of masculinity in men today. So Tucker wanted to go find him some manly men. Uh, I'm gay. I'm not that gay. If I had tried to do this show on a network, me, a gay person, they would have never let me. But Tucker, sure. Uh, and then we're going to talk about singing or praying on an airplane because there are two different viral videos going around of people standing up and singing or standing up and praying on an airplane. And honey, they would have been praying for a safe landing if I were on that plane. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I have to talk about the most important thing on my mind. And that is, I'm, I know the reason that we're not going to fix global warming And I know the reason that we're obese. And I know the reason that we don't, that we take life for granted because we do. And I know the reason. And I learned that reason Saturday morning and I learned it the hard way. So I'm gonna tell you what the reason is. The reason that we are in the mess that we're in right now. I know it it became crystal clear to me Saturday morning. But first let me tell you what happened. I had a guest in town for the weekend, uh, and it was a, a fine visit. Uh, and it was a great visit because it made me realize as a person, you know, we romanticize relationships a lot. And we romanticize people a lot. And sometimes the blinders come off. And even though you're trying to look for the best in people, you're trying to encourage them to be the best they can, Sometimes when the blinders come off, you realize this is just them. And while underneath it all, they're, they're a good person, on the outside, they're an a-hole. So that was helpful for me. Uh, but sat Friday night, 
uh, uh, myself and a friend and uh, went out having a cocktail, uh, well, dinner, uh, and I had between four o'clock in the afternoon and 11 o'clock at night, I had four glasses of red wine. Uh, so that's less than one an hour. And when I went to bed, I woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning and alcohol is a known atrial fibrillation trigger. Atrial fibrillation is something you should be checking yourself for. Uh, if you don't have an Apple Watch or an EKG machine, uh, do it with your finger, you know, right here on your wrist, right there. But you should be checking yourself uh, because it's a bad, you know, not bad, but well, it's bad. It, it, it could be fatal. I mean, it's a, it's a heart condition where it beats irregularly. Now, normally it beats like boom, 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 boom. On Saturday morning when I woke up at four o'clock, drenched in sweat, cold and clammy, tachycardic, heart rate above 150, and not, crazy AFib. I couldn't get a rhythm on my watch or my EKG machine. It wouldn't stay in, it went boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, oh, you're in massive AFib. Uh, and I was clammy and I was sweating and I started going to the bathroom a lot. My body thought it was dying. And that's the truth. So I pulled out the propafenone, which I haven't taken in five years, but I keep the prescription filled just in case. Uh, and it's a pill that can help your heart get back in rhythm. If it doesn't work, you have to go to the ER. So at 4.30, I took one. I should have taken two. I took one. By 7.30, my heart had not converted back to rhythm. So I thought, you know what? Let me do some research. I did, and I found out that the initial dose when you're in AFib of propafenone is 450 milligrams uh, if you weigh under 300 pounds. So I took another, because they were 225. And I laid down, and then I thought, you better call the doctor. So I called, and the cardiologist called me back on call at 7.30 in the morning, and said, go to the hospital. Because when you're in AFib, the blood in your heart pools, and you can throw a blood clot and die. So I took an aspirin and I said, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna have to go to the ER. I'm sorry, you know, it's gonna ruin your weekend. I'm sorry, but I gotta do it. But first I gotta walk Ember because she gotta poop and it's morning and she ate. And... So I get up from the bed, not extraordinarily fast or anything. And I walk to the bar. And when I get to the bar, my bar here, I grab the edges, my hearing went and my vision went and I had this pressure in my head. And I look at Devin and I say, I'm gonna faint or something. And then I started to grab the bar and I started to go down. And then all of a sudden it cleared. It just went away. I was scared after that. And I said, well, I'm going to the ER. So I'll need to tell them that this just happened to me. Uh, I then took Ember for her walk, came back home and my heart had gone back into rhythm. The second pill worked and it went back into a normal rhythm. And the event at the bar was 90% probably blood pressure. I was laying down, this pill can affect your blood pressure. Uh, so that was probably blood pressure, could have been a clot, we don't know. Uh, and so that gave me PTSD because it did. And I, I mean, I really do have it. Uh, or compounded the PTSD I already have. So I, the rest of the Saturday and Sunday and, and even today have been terrified that that sensation is gonna happen again because 
I now realize that's death. That's, that's death. You say, oh, I don't think I feel well, or oh, you know, I'm gonna lay down, and then you die. Or, oh, I feel kind of dizzy, I think I'm gonna faint, and then you die. And the last thing you remember is saying, oh, I'm kind of dizzy, I think I'm gonna faint. Well, you don't remember, uh, but you know what I'm saying. The last thing you ever said was, oh, I think I'm gonna lay down, or oh, I don't feel well, or, and that's how quickly. So yesterday, Saturday afternoon, I realized that being in that massive AFib that I was, taking these very potent drugs that they normally administer in a hospital, propafenone, uh, and then that event happening, that could have been it. That could, I could have just, that could have been. And that feeling inside of me won't go away. And the feeling is how fragile. I just learned firsthand how terribly fragile we are, life is, how fragile and how quickly and unceremoniously it can end. No fanfare, no trumpets, no nothing. Oh, I think I'm gonna faint and bam, you're done. Having gone through that and realizing that, I realized that's why we don't do anything of import that much or that often because we've never really thought about how quickly and permanent we're going to be over one day and how fragile it really is. It's not terms, it's not verbiage, it's not language. People, if you could feel what I felt right now, if you could feel that like, like that's what it feels like to be near death, to be losing control of your body, that's what it feels like and that's horrible. That feels permanent. And we take everything for granted. You take, and, and I know everyone says, I don't take my next breath for granted. Yes, you do. How do I know? Look at the frickin' way you're behaving in public. Look at the frickin' way you're treating the planet. Look at Flamingo and Jones yesterday here in Las Vegas. Two people get out of a car and start fighting. Why? Because one cut the other off. And then guess what happens? You guessed it, because this is America. One of them pulled a gun and shot him dead. Right here, two lights from my house. Why? Because of a car. Because someone cut somebody off and that warrants a death sentence. We wouldn't, and the last thing that man knew was that he was about to get in a fight with someone over a car. That's the last memory he'll ever have. Let me go show this guy who's boss. You're dead. People, when you realize the value of what you have, that what you have right now, no matter the condition of it, is a gift. And we take and squander that gift and we take that gift for granted and we, we don't maximize that gift. We, don't, we just squander it. We just don't often deserve it. And yet this gift is there for us to enjoy. And we won't. You know, I talked about the Tucker Carlson thing. I talked about all the other stuff going on in the world, which we will get to. But, you know, we hear the word casualties out of Ukraine. You know, oh, 10,000, 2,000. Death 
the end, it's forever, whether you like it or not. And once you get to that point, there's nothing else. There's no fixing it. There's no, oh, I'll be back. There's no, you're gone. All your work is gone. All your hope is gone. Your family is left alone. You're gone. And that happens in an instant. We seem to think our death is something that everyone's going to know about and it's going to be ceremonious and there's going to be some kind No, it's just like, oh, I think I'm dizzy. <clears throat> and that's it. Heath, my friend at the park today, told me, well, now he's not my friend at the park. Now he's just my friend. Uh, Heath um, told me about a 52-year-old that he knows, uh, told his wife he wasn't feeling well, went and laid down, threw a blood clot, died. Funeral is tomorrow. 52. His last memory, if he were to have one, would be telling his wife, I don't feel well. Her last memory of him is him just saying, oh, I don't feel well. He's going to lay down. Not, I'm dying now. Say goodbye. Tell the kids I love them. You know, nothing, nothing like that. So it, it shook me because it, it really put into perspective my life and how it's ending. I am 60 this year in seven months still, eight months, seven months, seven months. I'm 60 this year. And life is winding, you know. Oh, that's the girl. You hear her. She's, she's feeling her oats today. So I wanted to share that with you. And I wanted to tell you that if we all grasp the fragility and just marvelousness of life, we would protect it more. We would be all vegans, first of all, because we wouldn't want to kill something. But also, for our own health, we would be vegan. For our planet's health, we would be vegan. Um, so we'd be physically fit, we'd be active, and we'd eat a plant-based diet, and we would be active. Activity would be, you know, my friend was here from Long Beach. He's 34 years old. I'm in better physical shape than he is. I'm 59. You know, I walk more than he does. I do workouts more than he does. I can lift more weight than he can. I can jog faster than he can. I can do more push-ups than he can. I'm 59. He's 34. But that's for most of my friends. And I'm not, if any of you are listening, I'm not dishing you. I'm, it's just that I'm healthier with all of my trials and my AFib and everything. I'm healthier than most everybody I know. Even people that are in their 30s. That's sad. It's sad that I waited till 55 to love myself enough, but it's sad because we would take impeccable care of ourselves. We wouldn't smoke. We wouldn't drive automobiles. If you really valued your life, you wouldn't drive an automobile. 30,000 people a year die in them needlessly to get from point A to point B. They cause road rage. They're ineffective means of transportation that cause fatalities. We shouldn't take automobiles, which would solve another problem, fossil fuel. We die for the oil companies. Every year, 35,000 of us die for the oil companies because they won't change the way we get around. You wouldn't do so much. You wouldn't take gun violence for granted if you really knew how quickly life ends. And how it's an inevitability and it's happening and there's nothing you can do to change it. You would behave 
And we would behave as a culture so much differently if we knew that we were finite beings, okay, you and I, finite, that if we don't solve problems quickly, they won't get solved. And that if we truly valued life, truly valued life, not like, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-life. No, they're not. No one is pro-life right now. Very few, about one third of the world is pro-life right now. Meaning healthy, physically fit, putting good food into their body, exercising, staying away from stress, having social outlets, not working too much, only working about 30 hours a week. We know that's all that humans should work. California is about to go to a 32-hour work week. The country should. Other countries are doing it. France is even experimenting with a three-day work week. Because there's no such thing as work-life balance. Watch severance. If you work five or six days a week, then you have no life. There's no balance. We wouldn't give our hearts and souls to corporate America for decades in exchange for a paycheck if we really knew how fragile, quick, and easy life can be extinguished. If we'd all gone through what I went through Saturday morning. But we won't. So the reason that we do everything that we do to destroy this planet, to destroy each other and everything, is really because we don't understand that life really is fragile. We say it. We don't understand that we're really going to die. We, we know it. We say we're going to die, but you've never really experienced something that brings you really close to it. So it's in the back of your mind. It's not there. I now know I'm going to die. And I can tell you, it, it, it doesn't feel good when you think it's happening. So... I guess, value. Value your life. Value life itself. And I don't mean become anti-abortion. I mean animal life. Dogs, cats, pigs, cows. They all want to live too. None of them want to drop to the ground. They all have the fear of doing that. That's why they run from danger. Every animal is afraid of death or tries not to encounter death. Why? Because they, don't, they know that life is valuable. You, we, we kill animals like we think they don't know that their life is valuable. But they do. You can tell they do. Meanwhile, in the world, if you look at Twitter, if you look at Facebook, if you look at the news, uh, if you look at, you know, just talk casual conversations. What are the conversations? Well, one of the first conversations I saw this morning uh, was about people getting up on an airplane and singing Christian songs, even with a guitar. And people just sat there and let them. They just sat there and let them. First of all, Christianity is a plague. I'm sorry if you're Christian, you're part of the plague. It's, it's a plague. Now, I don't mean if you believe in God and you worship God at home or even at a church, if you live a life because of how your deity tells you or whatever, okay, you're fine, you're not a plague. If you use that religion to judge others, to make their lives horrible, or, you know, to inflict your religion upon others, if you even try to inflict your religion upon others, then you're ridiculous. And I have to tell you that, and you're not going to like this, you guys know I'm an atheist. I mean, there is, it, I'm sorry, Christians are a form of mental illness. 
believing people walk on water, that someone was crucified on a cross, bled to death, was stabbed and, and, and then put into a tomb and then that body rose out of the tomb and then that actual body rose up into, and to actually believe that, that's, that's just out there. That a virgin gave birth. I mean, this is, this is all just, it's fantasy and it's destructive. And if someone started singing Christian songs on a plane, I would stand right up and say, cut the confusion, forget all this madness. You might as well face it. Your Jesus must die. And I would sing the entire Jesus Christ Superstar, Jesus Must Die, louder than them. I would. I would complain. I'd complain to the captain. I'd, I'd, I would not let them. And then this other, there's another video of this pastor standing up on a plane. The Lord God is our only God. He is this, he is that. And, you know, if you want to be saved, come and find me. We all need to be saved. First of all, there's Jews and Muslims. And Ili Iman, the, the uh, uh, congressperson, said, what if she had stood up and said that about Muslims? Allah is the only God. Allah is the one you should follow. You must read the Quran. I am here. Come and get a Quran from me. What if she had done that? She'd be escorted off the plane. But because it's a Christian pastor, he can sprout his insanity. No. I want the FAA to make a rule. If anybody starts proselytizing on a plane and the plane's not going down, that's it. Put them in the back and tape their mouth shut like those other people. Ain't no one needing to hear all that fantasy bullshit. I'm sorry. Christians have oppressed me my entire life. My biggest problems in my life when it comes to society were caused by what? Christians. So I'm done with them as a lot. I wish they would disappear. I wish these zealots, these people that just, I, I really wish they would vanish. I do. You know, I watched uh, Spider-Man and there was this thing where Thanos, this evil guy, made half the, the life in the universe disappear. Just, just all life, like plants, animals, people, just Everything that was alive, 50, right down the middle, just gone. Was gone for five years, and then Doctor Strange did a time thing and brought everybody back. But whatever. Um, I really wish that there was a Thanos, and he could make the GOPQ, which is what I'm calling them, because that's what they are. Uh, they, they're QAnon now. So the, the QGOP, or the GOPQ, I like GOPQ. So the GOPQ... Uh, should disappear. Mitch McConnell should be standing up with his jowls and his ugly turtle self, telling us how his agenda is to block the president and everything else, and he should just disappear. Just like, vanish. Lindsey Graham should, Ted Cruz should just, Josh Howley, they all, they, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, these people need to go away. All of MAGA needs to vanish. They need, we won't do away with them, and we should. We should put them in jail. We should exile them. Uh, what's wrong with a good old exile? We used to exile people. I'm ready for some exilation. Let's be sending people to the Spice Islands. Because that's how we got here. Remember the Puritans were kicked out of Europe. Remember that. That our country was started by people so extreme and ridiculous, they were kicked out of Europe. Yep. And they didn't travel far, did they? So you got these people on these planes proselytizing and doing everything. I'm sorry. What do y'all think? What would you all do? Most of you would sit there and be quiet. You'd be like, oh, it's just a song, or oh, he's just preaching, or whatever. And not realizing the damage that it's actually doing. And that how many people on the plane are probably uncomfortable but won't say anything? I'll say something. And that brings me to Tuckums. Oh, Tuckums, 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 Tuckums. What have you done? Um, so the Russian asset that works for the Russian propaganda station known as uh, Fox News or RT Fox... 
Uh, they should rename to RT Fox, Russian Television Fox. Oh, look at me shaking things up. Uh, Russian Television Fox is what it should be. RT. It should be RT-Fox. GLPQ and RT-Fox. Uh, and on the propaganda network known as Fox, Tucker Carlson's first special under his Tucker Carlson Presents, his first special, was about male masculinity. First of all, in their preview, they show Joe Biden going up a flight of stairs and falling or tripping, and they call him weak. Men today have become weak, and they show Joe Biden tripping downstairs. That should be considered treason. And I mean that. To make an American president look weak at a time when we're fighting Russia, basically, we're basically in a Cold War right now, and they're making our president look... Tucker Carlson has no problem making the president look weak because he tripped on stairs. But Tucker Carlson, who wears a bow tie, has the worst hair ever, and is possibly the least masculine man on the planet, he is so not masculine that as a gay man, I'm not attracted to him. He's so... And I mean that. Tucker Carlson is so, like, androgynously asexual that I, I don't even think he has a penis. But he might have testicles because in this special, they talk about testicle tanning. Yes, testicle tanning. And in the promo, there's a photo of a guy tanning his testicles. Why? Because they say it improves your testosterone to bake your nuts. And that is... Not only, now see, I'm all for this because it makes you sterile. That's what's going to happen. It's going to, if you heat up your balls, you get sterile. That's just what happens. You're, for women, you may not know this. Women, here's, a, here's, okay. The ball sack. Why does your testicle sack move up and down? Why do you suppose it does? Women, anything? Anything? Because your testes must do what? In order to be motable for sperm, what do the testes have to do? They have to stay two degrees cooler than your body at all times. So you get out of the shower, you're jogging on a hot day, you've got testicles down to your knees because you're, they're trying to be like, oh, get away from this heat. A cold day, you got testicles right up next to your skin. Why? Because they're trying to say, keep us warm, keep us warm. Because they're the creators. They're, they help, you know, the sperm and everything. So the job of the test of the of the testicle sac is to keep the testes two degrees cooler than the rest of the body. And you're gonna put it under infrared light. <laughs> to boost testosterone. Yeah. You know, I have low T. It's now up. It went from 287 to 500. Why? I work out, I eat right, I exercise. If you can if you do all that and your T doesn't come back, don't tan your nuts. Okay, just don't tan your nuts. I know most of you don't watch Fox News and would never take any advice from Tucker Carlson, but if you're just, you know, feeling one day that you need to, let's not make it this advice. Then he does this whole special with lumberjacks and wrestlers and I think it was softcore gay porn. Uh, but but he does this whole special about masculinity and how and I just and he's talking about history and men and all these people that are on the show are talking about men and history. And I thought, wow, he doesn't give women credit for anything, like anything at all, anything historic, any, any, according to Tucker Carlson, society is failing because men won't be men. Like women would let society fail. They never have before. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's disgusting. Sorry. It is disgusting what Fox News is put, Fox propaganda. They're not news. They're an entertainment network. They said so in court. They're not news. 
Uh, and I might sue them for that. They call themselves Fox News, but in court they said they were an entertainment network, so they need to change their name, and I should sue them and say it's false advertising. They advertise their news, but they're not. So that's that's fake. That's bait and switch. You can't, you know, they charge for it too. It's on cable providers. So a network is actually charging you for something they're not giving you. That's it. That's fraud. Fox should be sued for, sued for fraud. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, there's Tucker chanting his balls, and uh, I don't... I or condoning it. Of course, I saw another clip of another show of his where he had these two butchers on, manly men butchers, and he had these manly bearded men butchers on, and they said that the animals they're getting to butcher have been altered by extraterrestrials. I'm making this up. The clip is out there for you to see. Tucker Carlson on Fox Propaganda Network at 8 o'clock at night interviewed two butchers who said extraterrestrials are doing experiments on our wildlife and returning our wildlife altered. That's what he said. Surgically cut into. And Tucker said, well, what do you suppose the explanation is? And he says, it's extraterrestrials. So he believes we should be a masculine group of people that accepts that aliens are taking deer and cutting them up and then putting them back on planet Earth. This is what Tucker Carlson believes. The man makes more money than you and I and is untouchable at the moment. And that's... This, that's just the saddest thing ever, ever. All right, I am Carell. I want you to be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. Thank you for joining me today. Please join me in my app. It's free, the Corel Cast app, available on all app stores. You get all my content free that way. Please stream on every service from Apple to iHeartMusic. And yes, it's even on Spotify, I think. Someone put it back up there. Some other service aggregates it through there. Uh, SoundCloud, it's all over the place. Uh, my website, reallycorel.com, is a great place to go. R-E-A-L-L-Y-K-A-R-E-L.com. And you Patreon subscribers, I love you. I need you. I adore you. I'm trying to think of something we can do, like maybe a Vegas trip where you guys, maybe I can book some rooms up here for a discounted rate and we can get a Patreon Vegas trip going or something. Uh, I love you all very much and thank you so much for your support. To the rest of you who don't support the show and just listen free, okay, whatever. But, you know, it'd be nice if you pitched in. Uh, and to everyone else, I love I love you all. After my weekend and after that scare and the PTSD that I have, I'm so grateful for the gift of speech, for the gift of you, for the gift of computers and iPads to record. Um, be grateful Here's today. Here's something I found on the web. She wants me to listen According to her. According to hubpages.com. Do you hear her? Computer, would you mind being quiet? See, I'm polite. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Online shopping is easy with free shipping and returns. Until Mother's Day, listeners can save $50 on purchases of $500 or more. Just go to BlueNile.com and use the code RADIO to save. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for the summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. And
An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.